No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. If you are a fan of NASCAR, you're familiar with the career and the achievements of Michael Waltrip. If you're not a fan of NASCAR, and if you're not familiar with Michael Waltrip, you will soon have the opportunity to learn his remarkable story because a new film is coming out. It is called In the Blink of an Eye, and it is based on Michael Waltrip's memoir. It is especially about his relationship with Dale Earnhardt, and it is also uh, very much about the 2001 Daytona 500, which was... um such a consequential and tragic event, and also at the same time, a triumph for Michael Waltrip. And it is a pleasure to welcome to The Sporting Life, Michael Waltrip. Michael, thank you for being with us. Oh, I appreciate you having me. How's it going? And uh, great introduction. You couldn't have said it better. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I got to say, you know, your story, there is so much there. Uh, it is so compelling. Uh, it's not just about, obviously, what happened in 2001, in Daytona, uh, your whole story up to that point, having never won a race in more than 400 attempts up to that point, and what came together that day, what transpired, as you say, in the blink of an eye at the finish, can you try to put it into words? I can try, and, and that's what the, the documentary is all about, trying to explain to folks the relationship that I had with Dale and the belief that he had in me. He believed that if I drove for him, I could win, despite the fact that I had lost more races than any NASCAR racer ever had and then had, and then won one. So the crazy thing, Jeremy, is I woke up February 18, 2001, and I told my family, told my friends, I said, they ain't beating me today. I woke up with that attitude, despite the fact I'd lost all those races, because that's where Dale Earnhardt had me mentally. He had me a car I knew I could win in, and he believed I could win, and I woke up that morning thinking I was going to win. And the win was awesome, took the checkered flag, and then, of course, a half hour later, I learned that what I thought was the best day in my career turned out to be probably the worst. Of course, you're talking about the death of Dale Earnhardt at the end of that race. How in the moment did you even begin to process everything that was going on, Michael? You know, it just was interesting as a as a competitor, as a racer, I, I got to Victory Lane. I couldn't wait to hug my wife and see my daughters and celebrate with my team. And the thing that I looked most forward to was Dale coming to Victory Lane and giving me a hug, a big hug. I'd seen Dale Jr. win his first cup race at Texas in the spring of 2000, and Dale Jr. got that hug from his dad, and I knew that hug was coming, and I kept looking the, the, the gate into victory lane thinking when's Dale going to get here when's Dale coming and um as time passed and he didn't show I began to get more and more concerned and like what's wrong why isn't Dale here and you know nobody in victory lane really knew they just knew he'd been in an accident and he was probably getting checked out at the infield care center and that's that's what I believe that's what I thought and I have a friend that raced in that race that day he's actually in the wreck with Dale, and his name is Kenny Schrader. And Kenny came into Victory Lane, and he grabbed me. 
and he looked he looked sad. He looked like solemn, which was crazy because I thought he would be so happy for me. And I looked at him, and we joke around a lot. I looked at him, and I said, Kenny, it ain't that bad that I won the Daytona 500, is it? And he said, Mike, it's bad. I just want you to know. I want you to be prepared. It's bad. And uh, he said, Dale's not good. And he left victory lane. And then, you know, I just, I didn't know what that meant, but I didn't like what I heard. And eventually I, you know, was was, was uh, told that Dale had, had died in that crash on the last lap. We're speaking with Michael Waltrip, who won that 2001 Daytona 500 a consequential race in so many ways, and as we've already described, a tragedy. Um, up to that point in your career, you were 38 years old when you won that race. You had never won a race, as I said earlier, in more than 400 attempts to do so. You were kind of the quintessential NASCAR journeyman, and many people knew you mostly as Daryl's little brother. Um, how did your relationship with Dale Earnhardt flourish? One of the great figures in the sport, obviously. Well, I think that's an interesting part of the story. So when I moved to North Carolina, I moved in with Richard Petty. Um, I was Daryl's little brother, like you said, but Daryl lived in Tennessee, and, and he didn't really help me uh, get to North Carolina or get into NASCAR that much. I think my brother's philosophy was, I'm winning races. I made your last name mean something in this world. Figure it out on your own. That, that was Daryl's attitude. And so that's what I was trying to do. And that's what I did. But doing it meant that getting to North Carolina through a couple of acquaintances, um, I moved in with Richard Petty. Richard Petty suggested that I go NASCAR racing. Don't mess around with the Little League. Go big time. And that's what I did. And in, in doing so, um, and being a NASCAR racer, I think Dale Earnhardt appreciated the fact that, you know, his, his big, my big brother didn't hand me the keys to the family car. You know, my big brother said, figure it out, and I did. And in doing so, um, I think Dale thought I think Dale thought that was pretty cool, that I was able to, to work, work it out. And we became buddies, and he always told me um, all throughout the years, you get in my car, buddy, you'll win. You'd win in one of my cars. So I was like, well, damn, let me have one of them. And uh, late 2000, he said, I figured it out. I want you to drive for me, and... Uh, the, the three or four months leading up to the 2001 day were probably the greatest career moments of my life, just going to the shop and listening to Dale and talking to Dale about how we were going to win races. Um, that, was, that was something I'll never forget. And, and I, I, I just couldn't wait not only to win for Dale, but I wanted to lose. I wanted, I wanted to lose a race and then have Dale say, here's how we're going to win the next one. And, um, you know, I went... I went one for one driving for Dale, and unfortunately, I didn't get to drive for him anymore. We're speaking with Michael Waltrip. The new documentary, based on his memoir written in 2011, the documentary is coming out uh, in September, is In the Blink of an Eye, and it tells the remarkable story of his career, his life, his friendship with his mentor, Dale Earnhardt, uh, and of course, his victory at the Daytona 500 in February 2001. Michael, that uh, that moment, that blink of an eye, as you put it, so much changed for you. Uh, your career, uh, your reputation in the sport, uh, your boss was no longer alive. Uh, how did you move on from that moment? 
Well, I didn't move on well for a few months. Um, I really just, I didn't, I didn't process everything that happened very well. And I, I don't think, I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. It was certainly, um, a difficult time in my life. And, um, think about this, Jeremy, I went to the racetrack losing all those races in a row. And the next place I wanted to be was the racetrack. I wanted to get back and try again. And then after winning the 2001 Daytona 500 and losing Dale, I mean, I just didn't really want to be at the races. That, 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 that didn't, that's not where I, where my mind was. Mentally, I was a mess. And, um, you know, eventually, the 2001 return to Daytona, the July race um, in Daytona, it loomed. And I told my wife, I told my family, I said, I'm going to go get revenge. I'm going to go get my payback on that place. I'm going to win that race. And while I didn't win the 2001 race in July, Dale Jr. and I ran 1-2. We celebrated in our cars in the infield. Maybe one of the best victory celebrations in the history of NASCAR. Uh, 180,000 fans in the stands cheering loudly uh, about us accomplishing a 1-2 finish. Uh, that, that race, it didn't heal me, obviously. Nothing will ever fix what went on in, in February. But it certainly rejuvenated my energy and my um, my desire to, to race a car, and um, and and so I just moved forward. And I really never talked much about what happened in Daytona until I wrote the book in, in '11, and um, and now having the documentary and being able to to share the story with with the world, it's just a it's a chance for me to honor Dale, and that's exactly what what my desire is. How did that day? changed the sport well it certainly put us on our heels for a while and it also gave us a chance to um to look at the safety of the cars and how we could make them safer for racers uh that wanted to be a part of nascar and interestingly enough i lost friends during that time four friends of mine in the last year prior to dale's crash had died and you know we were as a family, as a dad, we were dealing with that. How can we race safely and, and what's going on in our sport? Fortunately, no one has died since. Think about that, Jeremy. No one since Dale passed in 2001 in the big series of NASCAR has lost their lives. It's amazing. Everything about what we did or what we do um, improved. And it was in the work. You know, we, were, we, we obviously, as an industry, were like, okay, this is, is dangerous. We got to figure out how to keep our drivers, our stars, our our racers safer. And um, Dale's Dale's death certainly put an exclamation point on that. And I think a lot of the the safety initiatives ramped up, and we were able to um, to help drivers hit walls, have crashes, and not sustain life threatening injuries. We're speaking with Michael Waltrip. He won the Great American Race in 2001. He is a commentator covering the sport for Fox Sports. Um, you know, Michael, there was a moment, um, and it lasted for a while. It was a long moment, if you will, where NASCAR was, um, really in the ascendancy in popular culture, in the sporting mainstream in this country. And it seems perhaps to have peaked, uh, you know, the issues better than I do. Some of the, you know, ratings issues and attendance issues and competitiveness issues. Um, 
How do you assess the state of NASCAR right now? It's kicking back. It's, it's a 2001 um, is long past, and, and arguably 2006 or seven we peaked. And recently, um, things have started to go in a different direction. And the race at Bristol is a great example of that. Nearly 100,000 people in the stands cheering. Um, great racing on the track. So I think, uh, as a whole, things are heading in a great direction. The the ratings are up a tick. Uh, the attendance is up. The energy, the excitement, everything is, is going in the right direction for NASCAR in 2019. These days, Michael, and we're speaking with Michael Waltrip, of course, who won the Daytona 500 in 2001, the new documentary In the Blink of an Eye, based on his memoir published in 2011, co-written with Ellis Hennekin. What's your relationship now with with your brother, Daryl? Um, it, it's great. I mean, I love my brother. We uh, He was with me at the industry screening of the documentary, and he's very honest in his his comments and, and his talk through the, the documentary. And, um, you know, quite frankly, I wouldn't have made it to where I did. If, I mean, I'd hate to, my odds, the odds would have been greater of me making it to the Victory Lane in Daytona if my brother Daryl hadn't paved the path for me. I took advantage of that path, and I rode it hard, and I'm thankful that, for what I accomplished and the talents that God gave me. But a huge part of my success is because of my brother, Daryl. I love him much. He's a good man. Had a great career as a broadcaster, and uh, I appreciate him much. What's your relationship like with Dale Jr.? Well, Jeremy, let me tell you about my relationship with Dale Jr. The reason why, um, when, I, when I finished the documentary, I cared much about what two people thought about the, the product, the documentary. And one was my, my ex-wife, Buffy. She lived it with me. Uh, we, we, I, have a doc, I have a podcast I do every week, and she's my next week's guest. So her opinion of, 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 the, of the doc and how it was told meant the world to me. She was part of it as well. And then what Dale Jr. thought, because obviously uh, we, were, we were brought together on a, on a crazy day in, in 2001. So what Dale Jr. thought about it meant, meant the world to me. And both of them both participated in it, and he's my buddy. Michael Waltrip's new documentary, based on his memoir, is in the blink of an eye. It tells the remarkable story of his career, his triumph after more than 400 defeats, winning the 2001 Daytona 500 racing for Dale Earnhardt, who died at the conclusion of that race in a wreck. Michael, it's really been a pleasure having you here on the show. Thank you so much for having joined us. Well, Jeremy, it's an honor to be with you. Thank you for telling um, the story about my documentary. You can get tickets for the September 12th viewing of my show um, at blinkofaneyefilm.com. And, um, you know, it, it, it's special to me. It's special to be able to honor my friend Dale and tell the story that I don't think any NASCAR fans really know. And... For you to be able to have some time with me and help me to to, to, to let people know that it's coming out and, and how how important of a documentary I think it is for the NASCAR world, uh, it means the world to me. So thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. It is a remarkable story and documentary. Michael Waltrip.